Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995. Immediately, that's 800-605-6995. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit. following is a live copyrighted presentation ladies and gentlemen it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host frederick penny attorney at law and now radiolawtalk.com yeah you know todd denise and i've become very immature people during the break, we're looking at funny court cases on TikTok. Uh, that's uh, that's what we do during the break. We're we're glad to have you back, hour three. We appreciate you. Uh, we, we applied our deodorant and uh, we lathered up with soap to make sure that we're clean and uh, everything's ready to go. We're social distancing, six feet apart, maybe six and a half feet, and Cal's behind the glass, so therefore we're not worried about him. He can do whatever he wants. Today we're going to have a good time, hour three, talking about Justin Bieber who's filing a $20 million lawsuit. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, um, maybe a couple other things, uh, including Bear and uh, the, the uh, Roundup settlement cases. We're going to talk about that. FIFA. The FIFA, if that, if you, those of you don't know, that is soccer. Uh, isn't that like a World Soccer Association? Yes. Uh, World Cup. World Cup. And then there's some issues going on there with some – bribery that and some prosecutions and or convictions no. and appeals i know but it, i've that There's is a, a really good legal issue it's very interesting mm-hmm. legal issues especially about jur- jurisdiction and and how you know officials from other countries can be held liable for bribery etc and it, you know here in the united states and we're going to talk about that and how that works uh and then we're going to do a uh not we're going to do a case or no case. And then the most important thing we do at the end of the third hour is what? Quick takes. Quick, Quick takes. takes. That's where we go to, uh, after talking three hours about different legal issues and non-legal issues, especially Katz and, and Todd, listen to our hour number one. It'll be very interesting for you. We will have those podcasts up much quicker this time than before uh, as they are slowly going up. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at radiolawtalk.com. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Seek local counsel. We're not giving legal advice. And with that, Cal, the most important thing that people are here for is one thing and one thing only, and that's case or no case. And now it's time to play case or no case. And uh, with our panel who tries to figure out if I'm telling them the truth 
or if I'm lying to them about a potential case or just making up scenarios, all of which are possible. So let's get started on this. I have to find this. I'm going to tell you this involves a gentleman by the, let me, Frederick Brunswick. Uh, let me go to my phone. Uh, come on, computer, I love it. Uh, Frederick Brunswick lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and had some money. He worked at a frame... Hold on, I hear music in the background. Okay. There we go. Yeah, he had worked at an automotive frame building plant called A.O. Smith. Where? In Brunswick? Where? No, his last name was Brunswick. He lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh. And A.O. Smith is a car frame building plant in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So he would drive down there to go to work every day, and he saved money. He, He was a good... He was a good retirement guy. And then uh, he got old. And as he began to age, well, his kids began to look at his estate and go, gee, what's going on with dad? And, of course, you know what happened then. Into the, his life walks a lovely young Ooh. woman who says, hey, Fred, her name, Andrea Sismondi. Ms. Sismondi says, Fred and I are in love, and we want to get married. Of course. And Fred wanted to get married, too. He, he thought Andrea was pretty hot. The kids sure were highly was. suspect. And so as soon as they got official word of the plans, here's what they did. They were very clever. They said, we want to get married, let's just say June 5th. They called the church after the date was announced and postponed it for another three months. Said, oh, they didn't mean June 5th. They meant September. They called the preacher. They put that off. They called the flower person. They put that off. They called the photographer. They put that off. And Ms. Sismondi was most upset by this. She said, you know, I think you're doing me wrong. So I'm going to go see if I can, you know, come back at you with counsel. So I think uh, Denise gets to go first this time. Yes, she Denise, does. what do you think? Did Ms. Sismondi have a legal leg to stand on? Uh, perhaps. Uh, there is a concept called interference with confidential relationship. Um, and there is, if in Wisconsin there is such a legal theory, then perhaps she could um, sue uh, to get an injunction against um, the family members and also um, to for damages for the the failure to you know for the interference with her confidential relationship um, however they can then counter sue her uh, for you know interference with their familiar relationship perhaps is there a gold digging statute I wonder I mean if, if you if you think someone's gold digging can you just go to the court and say, Your Honor, they're obviously being a gold digger here. I mean, well, it could be elder abuse. It could come under elder point. abuse yeah, since right. she's an older exactly. person. That's what happens quite often. That's right. So hmm. this is what I think. I think that it could very well be a case, but I'm going to say that it's not a case. Um, but it's, it, it could be a scenario. Okay, Mr. Penny, what say you, case or no case? I, the minute you finished this, I knew exactly my answer. I knew my uh, uh, analysis. I remember uh, an attorney that uh, has since retired for our firm, a, a very nice man that his father was a prominent doctor and uh, lived uh, with his wife and married for, I don't know, 48 years, 50 years. The wife passed, and uh, boy, oh boy, there's a beautiful young lady he got married to that was about 20, 30 years younger, maybe 30 years, and uh, stuff started disappearing. And I remember this lawyer, our lawyer, was in court, you know, because he was the executor of the estate, fighting, you know, this woman constantly from taking what was going to go eventually to all the children. And uh, so that this is so common 
This is nothing unusual, Cal. I didn't realize it was common. Oh, I, it, mm. it, it happens a lot. And I'm going to say this is a true scenario, but not a case. Hmm. So you're oh. saying no case. Okay, you're I'm with agreeing Denise, with Denise. Which is a problem. When Denise and I agree, we always lose. <laughs> we yeah. do. I'm now I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mr. Cunin, what do you think about oh, this? Uh, you should just go opposite of us right what, away. What was, the, what was the age difference between the two? Well, she was in her 30s, and he was in his 80s. 30 so, and 80. Yeah. What was the famous star? Well, you know, may it please the court. I will start off by saying the Declaration of Independence says that all people are entitled to inalienable, inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He's standing, are, by the way. Who are we to discriminate against an 80-year-old man who is pursuing happiness in the loving embrace of a 30-year-old new bride. And the fact is, while it could be elder abuse, while it could be all of those other things, if it is not shown that the 80-year-old is not in his right mind and he's able to make decisions of his own accord and free will, there's really nothing that they can do about it. In fact, I think that the kids actually might have liability in the sense that if they are calling the church and representing themselves as if they represent the father, Moving the dates and stuff, they could have an identity theft issue. They could have interference with those contracts. So I am going to say that the 30-year-old spouse consults the attorney and is able to get an injunction because you have not mentioned that there was any sort of elder abuse. Based on the facts that you have said, I think she was able to go in and get an injunction to keep the kids from mucking things up. So you're saying it was I, it's a true love. Absolutely. True love. It is either true love or how to spot the rich guy. One of those two. Uh, but let me, say, let me put my money on one of those. <laughs> I'm going to say true love. It is a case. And the 30-year-old new spouse prevails in getting the court to order the kids to leave them alone. Oh, I didn't tell you, by the way. Yeah, he uh, died in Fred first three died months. just before. <laughs> I knew uh, it. Yeah, Did he really? Yeah, yes. about two weeks. Oh, well, then that's going to change things just a bit. I'm sorry. All right, let's come back and talk. Like Cal set it up good. I hope I hope Denise and I are right. Just, uh, All right, we're having a little computer thing, so if you st we're going to run the break station. Don't worry, your breaks will start at the correct time. So, hang with us here on Radio Law Talk as Windows is working on updates. I love that. We'll be right back. Hold on.
We're back. We're playing around, talking, talking about Justin Bieber. Todd doesn't have his mics on. I got my mic there on. Going on. <laughs> so this time we're going to talk a little bit. We were, we're well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, we got Case or No Case. We got Case or No Case. I'm so excited to talk about Justin. Case or No Case. Cal threw a curveball. Yes, he did. And his curveball. Cal, what, 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 what is the deal here? So we got 80-year-old marries a 30-year-old after his spouse died, and the kids are like, hold the phone, Leon. You're not going to be able to do that and give away our inheritance to yes. her. And she says, but we're in love. Yes. We're in love. And uh, and then after that, the uh, the young lady said, you people, you postponed our wedding. And so I couldn't get married to him. And then he died before I could get married to him. And that I'm was gonna... the fact that you withheld. Yes. And I, I, I call myself guilty on that, Your Honor. But you know what? That, <laughs> that is not going to change my answer. I still think she prevails because I think she's going to argue that if you... If the kids hadn't changed the wedding date, she would have been the spouse at the time of death, right? Not just the girlfriend or the fiance, because they changed it. But and how therefore, do you know they would have? Well, because because they were supposed to be married. His thing was they were supposed to be married on June fifth, and yeah. the kids called up and continued it to September fifth. And sometime between June fifth and September fifth, the but guy I'm saying, dies. how do you know something else? He might not have. He might have changed his mind, and say, "No, I want to kick it over," or their car broke down, or something. You they they could have, but there's, you know, that's speculation. We're going to speculate yeah. versus what actually happened. They were well, supposed to get married. Well, probably what happened fifth. is that she went to the hospital and they got married secretly before he died. Oh, that'd be nice. That would be that'd nice. Be so I'm still going to say she prevails because the kids interfered with her ability to marry him, mm. and I still think that she she prevails on it. So I'm not changing my answer. I think it's true love. Uh, I I do too. Life, liberty, Not the pursuit that an old of man happiness. would ever look at a young woman with anything going. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Baby. I, I know many thirty-year-olds <laughs> out there at the rest homes going, check him out, <laughs> well, baby. Hey, let's go. You want to head down to the bar? You want to head down to the club? No, let's head to the rest home, girls. <laughs> We're heading over there. Boy. Oh wow, look at that eighty-year-old. Yeah, maybe, maybe she worked at his life insurance company. You never know. Okay, I, 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 probably I, someone I, listened to us. That probably. I just, I just see the old guy going. You're calling up his. Calling up his uh, stockbroker saying, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> put everything into Cialis. <laughs> Why is that? Right now. Trust me, the stock price is going up because I'm getting married in about a week. <laughs> and you know? I've ordered an okay, industrial size supply. So, <laughs> yes. For those of you who say this is a case, may I see oh, no. That would be Todd. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it was not a case. Not a case. Oh, I made the whole thing up. Those of you who say it was a case, no, it was not a case. We said it was not a case. That's right. Those of you who say it was not a case, and the count made the whole thing up. Well, congratulations to you. You got it perfectly done. Yes. And uh, it was no case. And congratulations to. Let me tell you how that came about. Yeah. Cal, let me tell how it came about. Yeah. I I I know. I know that by like Johnny Carson used to. What was he to sit? Karnak the Magnificent. Karnak the Magnificent. Uh, Cal was dreaming, and he thought about, let's see, what happened? I'm 80, and uh, let's see. I was thinking my, of my wife, actually. My poor bride is not with me somehow, and oh, my gosh, there's 30-year-olds now. Is that what happened, Cal? No, actually, I think uh, my wife told me that she would be delighted to go find herself a uh-huh. a young man to take her through her older years after I pass. Yeah. And I said, go for it, honey. Go for it. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing anyway. They're nothing exactly. to Good just, luck. Yeah. Hope, hope it all goes all well right, for so you. All right, that's more points for Denise and, and I. And that is...
What, Cal? Okay, no case. That's it. No case. That's it. That's All it. Right. Get on board so the love train. I was so excited to get into Justin Bieber stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I, yeah, I'm hesitant to say this, but I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna say who he is. I got a friend, I, and I have a lot of people that I know that he's in his 60s, and I'm in my late 50s, so he's close to my age, and and you know, thank heavens, he's a wonderful man, and he looks in his late 60s or more, um, and he just got remarried to a 24-year-old, 25-year-old. Oh, come on, really? And and, and that's okay, and I'm okay well, with good that. Good for him. Yeah. I'm okay with that, but. Stop posting all over Facebook pictures with the two of you in love, all right? Oh. Stop it. Stop well, it. Well, as the old joke goes, she's going to expect a lot more than just the laying on of hands. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, oh, come on. All right, let's talk about, let's talk about Justin. <laughs> who, Denise, can you roll us it or talk? We need to, can, like, get serious here, guys. Can, can, okay, yes, yes. I don't know that we can say we need to get serious and then talk about Justin Bieber, but let's try. Go ahead. I actually think this is a lawsuit that was that's timely. All right. Um, this is a case where um, Justin Bieber alleges that two different two people that could be the same person. Right. He's not sure, but he's basically getting catfished by him, and they have made posts out there and tweets out there accusing him of sexual assault. And they did so much as to say the exact day and the time that it occurred, and he can prove that he was not where they say he was on those dates. So he filed a $20 million defamation suit. $20 million. Over these, yeah. $20 million defamation suit over these um, sexual assault tweets. Okay, they're tweets of two individuals, or maybe one with two different names. Who are you suing, Denise? The Twitter handle? Because it's just a Twitter handle. You're suing the Twitter handle? Yeah, but he, he can identify know? him. He can call him Doe's. Right? Okay, but Doe's how do you find this person that's uh, that's got a Twitter handle? By their, um, what's it called, URL? Is that how it is? Yes, something like that. Because what they can he can do is he can discover what's behind that handle, if you will, uh-huh. and then it goes back and it leads back to a certain um, identifier. Yeah. It leads so. back to a, to a specific IP address. And there are some hoops that they have to jump through. Essentially, what they do is the lawsuit has to be filed first because you can't issue a subpoena unless you have a lawsuit because a lawsuit is a court order. Once they get the lawsuit filed, they then issue a subpoena, for example, to Twitter asking for the identifying information of the user with this specific handle. And what they're looking for is any information that was put in to create the profile, which was probably all fake. But the thing that's not is the IP address. The issue they're going to run into is if they were using one of these anonymizers, and we used to run into this all the time as a criminal prosecutor, you can get these folks that they might be sitting in the same town as you, but from an IP address, it makes it look like it's coming from Amsterdam or Denmark. It right. masks it. So I don't know if they're going to get what they want, but they'll try. Well, we're going to be back in a minute, but I'll tell you that one of the things I want to briefly say one of the tweets that she tweeted out when we come back, but we'll be back after the break. All right, pay no mind stations. You can run your brakes at your usual time. Still having a computer meltdown, but don't worry. I'll pick up the pieces in just a little bit. Here on Radio Law Talk, everything is fine. All is well. Don't go away.
Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to the show. Here are Fred, Todd, and Denise as Radio Law Talk continues on this Saturday, the 27th of June. We're ready to go. What do we do? We're on now. Let's go. Here we go. All right. right. So all, all i got to say is Cal's in there playing around. We're just sitting here looking at each well, other. Well, I tried to give you time cues, but I didn't yell loudly enough, so oh, forgive me. Okay. My fault. My hey, you want to yell at me, please? So, Justin Bieber, we were talking about that case. You know what's interesting about that case? He brought a $20 million lawsuit against uh, some Twitter account, two people that are supposedly stalkers, and they think that they may the two separate Twitter accounts might be the same person. But this is what's interesting. Bieber's suit notes that... A month after this, Katie posted, you know, these things about him uh, that she uh, claims to have been assaulted. She tweeted, quote, I swear if we don't meet, as in Justin, I'll find you and blank you, you know. Um, So they're using all these malicious statements, uh, you know, toward this crazed person and and filing a twenty million dollar lawsuit, I, 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 I'll put a, I'll put a, fifty cents or a nickel on it that, that the person doesn't have twenty million dollars to, uh, to, to go to, ahead and to pay. But. but the issue is, how can he, if if he's come out and made it plain that this is all false and phony baloney, what damage is he going to get from this? Well, I mean, it damaged his reputation. Right. It's it's per se. It's a per se defamation. And what that means is she's accused him of being a criminal and assaulting her, sexually assaulting her. Right. And that is a per se. That's serious. Um, that yeah. means that it, it, all you have to do is show she made that statement against him and that he did not do that. And that's it. She's going to be. She's going to be so liable. So then the liability needle, needle goes up to the. Gets That's right. There that and then point. he okay. can show maybe even punitive damages against her because it was fraud, you know, intentionally made, knowing it was untrue by her. Sure. So it could possibly be not that he's going to ever go to collect on it. That's a different issue, but it's a symbolic issue. And he made a comment. He says every claim of sexual abuse should be taken very seriously. And this is why my response is needed to dispute these claims, because it didn't happen. And in today's world, with me too, well, he's alleging he needed to say that. He needed to say that. Sure. Yeah, and and I I think just to piggyback on what Denise just uh, said here, let's let's analyze it from the standpoint of let's say these allegations were made by these two folks on Twitter, and Justin Bieber did nothing. He knows it's false. He knows that they can't sue him because they're saying this stuff happened back in 2014 and 2015. That's their claim. How convenient. And yeah, right. and so, you know, they've got issues there with the age of the case and, and the ability to bring it against him and why they waited so long. So they make the allegation and he does nothing. And then it sits out there and somebody gets it. And, you know, you know Bieber was accused of this and didn't say anything. And then the, the public perception is it's uh, it's an admission by his silence that he says nothing. Whereas if he can take a proactive approach and not only say that you know, if he comes out on Twitter and says this did not happen, he still suffers damages to his reputation because it's he said, she said. But in the complaint that he filed, I'm reading it here, they talk about the allegations and they say these allegations are factually impossible because the dates don't match up. He wasn't there. And this whole thing is a using the court system in a very elaborate way 
because, like you said, Denise, he's not going to collect any money from it. But it's a way to do damage control because if he says nothing, the court of public opinion will find him guilty. So Bieber says, I will meet you on the battlefield. You exactly. summoned me to the battlefield, and I'm coming, and I'm bringing my weapons, and we're going to go at it. And I'm choosing yeah. that battlefield in yeah. form, right? And, and, and what's ultimately going to happen is either he's going to identify the person that's able to come in, or he's going to be able to show this doesn't go back to anybody. This whole thing was fictitious. Either way, he's doing far more to protect his reputation than if he just stayed silent. Do you right. think there's some people out there, Fred, and you you would know that just kind of look around and say, you know, I don't have any money. I need to come up with a way of getting some money from some big name person because I don't have any and I should have some. Yes, they do that all the time, and that's what's interesting. Uh, I worry about, and I'm going to segment way segment into this, uh, segue into this. I, I, do you worry about the the virus outbreak and suing businesses because they got the coronavirus? I do. At their, yeah. you know, and how are they going to be able to prove that? But the first ones occurred, Cal, in Oakland, California, where McDonald's was shut down, and their the employees are claiming that they were forced to work while contagious. And this this all may be true. I'm just saying, here we go. In Illinois, they're starting to file lawsuits. Uh, there's a lawsuit filed also in Illinois. Uh, saying that they got COVID from work, and uh, you know the, uh, the basically right now the judge there shut down these these uh, McDonald's that are down in Oakland, California. It's a little ironic, and in a way I feel sorry for the employer who says they also are repairing damage from uh, looters uh, to some degree or something that occurred in Oakland to the McDonald's uh, during. Uh, I don't know if it was a protest or I don't know what it was, but they there was a lot of damage done to the building. They're doing that, and they get this lawsuit uh, by the employees, and, and the judge tell them they're going to stay closed until certain safety measures are uh, occur before they reopen. And one of the lawsuit, one of the claims in the lawsuit is really interesting because it's based on a public nuisance, which yes. is basically the private attorney general type of a suit where these private citizens are actually acting on behalf of the public at large and trying to um, enjoin this this franchise from continuing to operate um, while it's not safe to do so. So here's their argument. They simply, quote, want to work. They want to come back to work, the employees, under conditions that don't threaten their lives and the lives of their family, neighbors, and friends. What a broad, open statement. And yeah. I worry about anyone saying... Well, you're threatening my life and my family and my neighbors and my friends. Um, and, and it's like, uh, you know what? I guess every business can be pointed at. Walmart, you know, you can, every single person, er, who knows what you're going to be around and where you're going to get it. Every single person is suspect. But I hope the government is going to legislate some stuff that's going to give some protection. And again, I'm a plaintiff's lawyer, I'm, I'm for the people. So, um, but but there has to be a balance here, and I'm wor I'm curious of how hard they're going to come down on some businesses. Well, you, you you raised an interesting point there, Fred, when you talked about how are they going to prove causation, and and I think that the the thing that people forget when it comes to lawsuits, it's very common because I get this question a lot as well. What can I do to prevent a lawsuit? You can't do anything really to prevent a lawsuit. I mean, look, we, we, we've done case or no case and all sorts of things where frivolous lawsuits are filed. You can't do anything to prevent the filing that starts the process. However, you can do a lot of things to build in defenses based upon everything that you've got, and the defense there would be the causation. And so the issue here is 
how much damage do I suffer as a defendant in a case like this as the employer in that period of time between the filing of the lawsuit that I couldn't prevent and my ultimate defense, which is this virus could have been caused a number of ways that I had no control over. And in that area between those two is, right. boy, I hope we can settle, I hope we can do this, I hope we can defend it, we can get a summary judgment motion in our favor, but that's where the litigation is going to be. It's do you tough. think the people filing the suit are going to go back to the McDonald's should it reopen and say, hey, when do I get my job back? And They're saying they want to. Oh, yeah. Sure. But is there any chance of that happening? If you were an employer, would you hire those people I don't know. Back? Maybe they can't discriminate. I don't know. Well, and, and the problem here is if they're bringing the lawsuit claiming that the conditions were unsafe, and then they go to get their job back, and, and the employer says, well, forget you. We're not going to hire you. Now they've just gotten another lawsuit for discrimination for filing what they're going to claim was a whistleblower lawsuit because the, the working conditions were unsafe. All right. And okay. so, yeah, the, the employer's. He's in a lose-lose situation. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's one of the employer's quotes from one of the employees that these businesses, this McDonald's, is, quote, correctly, the reason they, they, they did this and stayed open is, quote, it's directly attributable to defendants' cold-hearted, cold-hearted economic decision. It's like, how about we're going to go bankrupt if, <laughs> if we don't, you know, there's got to be a balance somewhere. How's right? it cold-hearted to yeah. keep your employees working yeah. and keep a neighborhood? But they're the saying, allegations yes. are that they kept them working knowing that they certain employees had already have tested positive right. for coronavirus. So they should have put the other employees out on a two-week quarantine at the very yeah, least. There should have been some quarantine issues. Yes. That's what oh. But my point is is. Where, when does you know, how do you know, where is it, I mean, when's it going to end? I think it's going to be tough. And one of the things that spurs this, because you might ask this question, why are you suing this guy? Because he was going to employ you. If you don't, you're out of a job. Except in some states, I know in Hawaii this was the case, I know of one person in particular that is making more money per month on the stimulus money and unemployment he receives than he is on his regular job. That's with most people, quite honestly. And so that's why there's the incentive to sue, because by making me work, I'm making less money. But, Kello, they didn't sue for money. They sued for injunctive relief. Right. So we got to remember that. And that really does show that they're trying to keep their job, and they feel that they're trying to do, protect even the customers. I mean, they're trying to protect the people. Well, we're going to talk about this later, but Roundup Settlement and FIFA, we're going to talk about it when we come back. We'll be right back. Last segment of Radio Law Talk is coming up here very soon. Stay tuned. You, you don't want to miss it. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going a quick quack car wash. Get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy. Just because I wanna, don't drive dirty. Gonna give my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack, I'll spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy, you'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dog. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunin, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com, and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com now. I knew I had a problem, but I didn't know what to do about it. I tried counting calories, I took pills, eating and eating, and then more eating. I really wanted to stop, but nothing could make me stop. At one point, it was so bad that I just felt like giving up. I felt so alone. Like nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people just like you. People who want to stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. Overeaters Anonymous, help me get my life back. Now I eat in a way that's healthy and good for me. I never realized what I was missing out on. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. Find us on the web at oa.org. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Oh, come on. You're listening to radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. You know, we've been talking about these uh, Roundup uh, weed killer cases for quite some time and the lawsuits uh, flying in. Uh, against Roundup. By the way, Bayer 
bought um, Roundup out for 68. What's well, not Roundup? What's what's Mon- its Monsanto. Account? Monsanto for 68 million dollars, 63 million dollars in 2018, and inherited all these lawsuits. But which is interesting to me is, uh, I, I don't know what lawyers or how they this purchase uh, occurred, but you know why would you purchase something and then take all these lawsuits on? Maybe they didn't know about them, or, or but I, I know lawyers set this up as, well, we're just buying, buying your asset, not the lawsuits. You're still going to be liable, Monsanto for, uh, Mo, uh, Monsanto for, you know, these lawsuits. I think in the purchase know. there was a distinction between ones that were filed that Monsanto will still have to take care of, and the ones After, that are newer. Yeah, yeah, there was some kind of a distinction between them, but it ends up on Bear's back. And, and what we don't know is, all right, if there were no lawsuits. What would the value have been? Let's say, let's say the value is hypothetically a hundred million dollars, and uh, and they ended. What, wait, what did they purchase it for? One hundred sixty-eight billion. Sixty-three million. billion. Okay, so, billion. so let's, say, let's say the total value was a hundred billion dollars, but then they negotiate it down to sixty-eight billion because of the liability that exists for the lawsuits. If that occurred, then that that would be why they purchased it because they got a discount on the price, and you know they realized they could settle it. And if it was worth a hundred, and they end up paying ten billion after sixty-eight. Paying 68 billion, that's 78 billion. They still got it for 22 billion less than they thought. So. Right. What's interesting about this um, settlement is that it also has a portion of that 10 billion dollars that's going toward future cases that are being brought, which binds future plaintiffs, well, which this, is very interesting. Well, here's the interesting thing about this whole thing. We said interesting the word too many times, but <laughs> it comes down to a word by the name of glyphosate. Phosphate. Glyphosate. Glyphosate is the big issue. It's in Roundup whether or not it has been found to be a carcinogen, a carcinogen that can cause cancer, and, and namely blood cancer. And there are arguments back and forth saying it can and it can't. And like you said, Todd, there's an issue of how do you prove if you died of cancer that it came from this uh, Roundup um, weed killer. You know, because there's all types of things out there that 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 you could get cancer from, and I'm not I'm not jumping on one side or the other, just so you know, because I can see someone during a plaintiff's case I'm in. Well, didn't you say on radio law talk? No, what I said is these are the arguments both sides, but but a lot of times they settle cases like we've discussed just to you know put it behind them and try to get go forward, and the and the settlement amount was uh, 10.9 billion out of the 10.9 billion, 1.25 billion is held out to support for separate class agreements that address potential future litigation. So that's what's going on right now, and that's in, they're in the process of, is this settlement. Uh, uh, but the important thing that occurred recently, this past week, is the United they're, they're trying to get Montesano to put now on their labels on, not Monsanto, I mean uh, Bayer, because it owns now the weed killer Roundup, that this uh, uh, is a cancer warning part of the label, that they have to put a cancer warning, and the U.S. court just blocked California and said, no, they don't. Wasn't it the French that came up with this conclusion, and they did not say is, they said may? No, it was the world. um, But I mean, it was led by the. It was the World Health Organization. Yeah, but it was led by a French research study that that said it may. I I know that that much is. Well, I know that there are are dueling uh, experts on this, and like in anything else. And it's funny because I hate to say this, but I'm going to jump on to COVID-19. I listened to a, uh, I listened to a, uh, 
a Board of Supervisors meeting where a person stood up and said, you know, you guys are ignoring the the evidence and the clear um, medical uh, proof that COVID-19 does the X, Y, Z, you know, or that masks stop COVID-19. And I hmm. said to myself, I that's the first time I've ever almost called in and said, actually, you could say alleged because there's other expert MDs saying the opposite. So you can't say medical proof is that masks do work. Well, there's medical proof that they don't work also by other doctors. And as lawyers, we know that it's dueling experts. And so it's just funny how people say that. It's like, oh, it's, it's all proven. Well, no, there's, that, there's doctors out there that say the opposite. And that's the same with this case. There's doctors, experts that say this carcinogen, uh, what is it, glyphosate? Glyphosate, yeah. Does, no, it's not phosphate. It's P-H-O. Yeah, it's it's glyphosate. Yes. Phosate. Phosate. Or glyphosate, or however they want to pronounce it. But um, you know, the interesting thing is that the judge that, that ruled, that blocked the label, Okay, uh, one of the things the article pointed out that that I was reading that the judge uh, I believe spoke about was that regulators worldwide have determined glyphosate to be safe, with the exception of the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization's cancer research arm determined in 2015 that the herbicide is a probable right. carcinogen. So here you've got everybody else saying it's safe. This one organization says it's a probable carcinogen. And the judge said, you know what, that's not enough to require this carcinogen warning to be on the label when only one organization is saying it and everybody else and all the other regulators worldwide say that it's not. And the ones saying Plus it, they it, don't know how much um, contact or contamination that needs to be done before it becomes dangerous right. either and but, and it's a qualified it's a probable that's my point was making with denise earlier is that it's a probable or may be a cause you know but here yeah. here's the here's the thing that i look at with this so the, the previous story that we talked about was um coronavirus lawsuits and, and what's the causation issue and and as we talked about you know masks don't necessarily prevent it in the in the california's health directive, it said right in there may. that mass may, 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 but maybe, you know. And so the, there's this question about causation. And so the idea here is how can you bring a lawsuit for essentially infecting me with the coronavirus when you're not clear on the causation, that that was what caused you to get coronavirus? Well, the next story we do is about Roundup, where the issue here is whether or not the thing actually causes cancer. And what are we talking about? Settlements in the billions. We're talking about jury awards in the millions. And they can't even concretely say that it does or doesn't. And yet there are still awards. And that's what scares people about the coronavirus issue is what difference does it make? You're still going to get sued. Yeah, and I think if you're in court, that you're on this trial for this, Fred. You've seen this really quickly. Yep, is, yep. is people say, oh, well, I, but the poor guy died from cancer. There's right. got to be a connection, right? right? right. Yeah. You know, right. I want to yeah. talk about the FIFA, FIFA convictions really, fast. really quickly. Um, the U.S. Court of Appeals has upheld the convictions, saying that it, jurisdiction is proper in the United States because— Convictions the, of what? People convictions of, for criminal wiretapping and mail fraud. Of? Um of, of uh, officials from FIFA. Oh, the officials from FIFA yeah, were right. convicted of taking money and, and bribes. And it wasn't legal in their countries, but it's right. illegal in the United States. And the U.S. upheld jurisdiction in the United States over these convictions because 
the money flowed through the United States. Mm. This is such an interesting case. I love it. It's interesting it. because, and we got a minute to talk about this. It's interesting because, Denise, in their country, their, their lawyers argued what they did was legal. That's right. Yet, And they're out of their country. But the fact that they did it through the United States, through banks through... in the United States, which were basically, it's what do you call it, quid pro quo, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you get stuff for giving people things. In other countries, that's not unusual. And they're saying, in my country, it's normal and it's legal. But they're saying, too bad you did it through the United States. It's not illegal that's here. That's right. So the and... banks were here. The, the um, monies were transferred from the United States. And even some goods from those monies were bought in the United and, States. And it was upheld. <laughs> so their jail time yes. was upheld. And by the way, one of them just got out. Uh, to yeah. got out because of what do they call it? The um, because uh, he was really aged. Aged and, and what do they call it, Todd? I don't know. The, the, they because they feel the, feel sorry for him. Whatever it is. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. Probably engaged to a thirty-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is. What if no, compassionate, compassionate release. Yes. 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 that's right. All right, yeah. Cal. What do you want us to do now? I want you to do your quick takes. And uh, if you got one ready, Fred, go sure, ahead. Sure, let's do one. Quick uh, takes. When you have a man walk up to you and say, "I have a podcast." saying that there's the end of the world and I write books and it's going to end on July 22nd, ask him, then why are you enjoying life on the beaches in Hawaii? Hmm. Mr. Kunin, what would your quick take be? Well, if the use of U.S. banks is what gave jurisdiction for FIFA, I see in the future people using cryptocurrency like Bitcoin because it bypasses the banks. It's decentralized currency, and that would do away with the jurisdiction. Always a criminal mind there, Todd. Now you Um, tell them. (laughs) Yeah, I I commend Justin Bieber uh, for standing up to people that are defaming him, allegedly. Um, You need to show that the false claims are taken seriously as well as listening to females. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Items for strange times. That's PatriotDepot.com. For instance, when you and your friend are playing your favorite drinking games via social media while listening to Joe Biden babble about nothing, you can win in style with your Trump 45 bullet shot glass and then cope with that hangover by pouring some coffee in your Trump camper mug. PatriotDepot.com is the place to find these and more. Remember promo code USA. They even have the Trump lawn gnome to keep you company. This is the site for all of your favorite MAGA merchandise. So many other exciting products are at PatriotDepot.com or call 844-377-8052 using the promo code USA for a great discount. That's 844-377-8052 or PatriotDepot.com. And don't forget the promo code USA.